Come be a part of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics with your host, Dr. Ed Holliday. Hear the voices of liberty speaking all across America. Doc Holliday provides thought-provoking interviews and commentary about the issues and actions that are afflicting this country and what we need to do to get America back on track. Get fired up. Get inspired. Get on board with Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics right now. it again that is the sound of rock cracking you've got doc holiday's rock splitting politics right here on webtalkradio.net i'm your host dr ed holiday and we got a great great show this week we got dr Irvin lutzer and he's written a book called we will not be silenced responding courageously to our culture's assault on christianity so what kind of assault is there being on christianity what's the oppressor versus the oppressors What's perpetual conflict? Uh, there's different, uh, have you thought about collective demonization? Have we seen that lately with uh, <laughs> Twitter and Facebook? Collective de- demonization. Uh, can we say Donald Trump, was he collectively demonized? Uh, there's a lot of points that we are seeing in our culture. And cultural Marxism is one term that uh, Irvin Luther has uh, coined and cultural marxism what all does that mean what does it mean to the future of yourself and your family your grandkids kids well that's why you need to listen to today's show with dr Irwin lutzer we're going to have him on in just a, a couple minutes before we get him on the line though let me just uh, tell you there's a two things has happened one thing is uh, the impeachment the second impeachment of donald trump and the trial in the senate it's still going on as we do our show, so we're not going to dig all into the deep end of that. But I just have to say, do we live in a banana republic now or what? Now, this is the difference. When Trump would say you have to fight for your country, now, he didn't mean to go into the Capitol like those lunatics did. And I know some of them were Antifa. We know that. You know, the press is not going to tell you that, but some were Antifa. That were in there in the Capitol. They know, I mean, we got their pictures. We know. But now, Trump is correct when he says Republicans do not effectively make their case. And there's there's something nobody's brought out in any media that I've seen, that I've heard. But I'm going to tell you right now, it really bothers me. This is an example of what trump talks about when he talks about republicans don't want to stand up for what's right and then the democrats don't matter they have no honor what i mean by that they the democrats have no honor because they want raw political power and we saw that last week in the senate trial how look what happened the supreme court justice (laughs) justice roberts didn't have didn't want anything to do with this impeachment trial he didn't, you know, because how can you impeach a president who's no longer president? He's a private citizen. But what happened Then the vice president is the president of the Senate, Kamala Harris, and she didn't want to be there. So it went to the longest 
uh, serving Democratic Senator, uh, Senator Leahy of Vermont. And he, so he's presiding over this trial of uh, impeachment trial of former President Donald J. Trump, private citizen Donald J. Trump. And and then uh, he, and then he votes. <laughs> he votes to uphold impeachment. He's voting against Trump and he's supposed to be a neutral, partial uh, person presiding over the trial. Now that just that just stinks, you know. Look in contrast, where when Jeff Sessions was the Attorney General and they said he had met with a Russian, so he may be a part of this Russian hoax. When they were saying everything was Russia, 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 and now, <laughs> and so Jeff Sessions to to show there's no no uh, uh, connection that that he would just he would honor in honor he would recuse himself and that brought on this whole load of russian hoax and everything that happened because jeff sessions was honorable so the republicans want to be honorable and the democrats beat them over the head of a two by four so to speak in the political speak i know nowadays you can't say anything without getting in trouble so i'm saying the democrats politically used a two by four the whip the Republicans through the Russian hoax, two years of Mueller investigation, all that because Jeff Sessions says, I will honor what should be done and I will recuse myself because I'm the attorney general. And that brought all this uh, Democratic hardball. And man, did they ever bring it on. And yet, when the Democrats, you got. Uh, Senator Leahy, and the same thing, he ought to say, well, I will honor being the uh, uh, judge uh, of this, and I won't vote. I won't cast my vote. But no, he casts his vote against Trump and presides as the neutral judge. And that is just a great example. You see how Republicans always get pushed under and the Democrats are always happy with unity as long as they hold their, <laughs> hold their foot on top of the Republicans and don't allow them to uh, gain any traction whatsoever with their ideas, with their policies, and with their commitment to building America. So nobody else report that, but you heard it right here on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. One other thing real quick before we get to Dr. Lutzer. Um, Joe Biden, during the campaign, you know, he said, come on, man, China's, we're going to eat their lunch. And now just last week, he talks two hours, they say two hours with President Z. <laughs> I, and and uh, I, I don't believe Joe Biden was on the phone for two hours. I, I really don't. Do you? But after his conversation with President Xi of China, they, he came out and said, China's going to eat our lunch. <laughs> what have we been trying to tell? Sleepy Joe, China's Joe. And now, I, it's unbelievable, folks. Unbelievable uh, the, the way this man is so tied to China and has lied to us, his family, all of it. But let's get to Dr. Lutzer. Let's get him right here on the line. And what a great show this is going to be because he has so much in his new book that we can talk about. Here he is. Dr. Erwin Lutzer, and I did record this, so we're going to jump in right when he's explaining uh, this uh, uh, cultural Marxism. Take a listen.
identity politics is based on Marxism. Marx put certain people into categories. You were there. You were either a member of the oppressed, or you were an oppressor. And in his mind, all capitalists were the oppressors, and of course, the workers, the proletariat, they were the oppressed. And so, what he wanted was that the proletariat overthrow the oppressors and uh, bring about all the equality and the beauty that he spoke about. Now this is being applied to race. If you're white, you are in a certain category, and you are an oppressor. You're a person of privilege. Even if you were born in the poorest neighborhood in America, if you're white, you're a person of privilege. But if you're a black American, you are an oppressed group, and you are not a person of privilege. Michael Jordan would not be a person of privilege, even though he's got millions of dollars and fame and so forth. Why? Because of the color of his skin. So what we need to do is to set up the oppressed and the oppressors. And the goal is that the oppressed might eventually overcome the oppressors. And so perpetual conflict is absolutely necessary. This, of course, is totally contrary to Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King taught that we should not judge one another by the color of our skin, but the content of our character. And the contemporary diversity studies in our university judge everyone by their skin color. And the Church has the answer. The Church says the differences between us are really not that great. We are all sinners. We come to the foot of the cross. We receive God's forgiveness and His grace. And then we ask ourselves, how do we help one another? How do we make things better? So Christianity says we don't really have a skin problem. We have a sin problem. And if we take care of the sin problem, a lot of things fall into place. But that's not the intention of all of these studies of diversity. They are intended to keep races in perpetual, unresolved conflict. And that is based purely on Marxist principles. When you said perpetual, unresolved conflict, now that's something I've never really heard. I understood about the oppressor and the, and the uh, oppressors and the oppressees, uh, but that uh, you're right. And now I see that about a perpetual, uh, unresolved conflict and how necessary it is for the left and for Marxism. Now, one thing we've had on our show that's unusual that, I mean, we've talked about racism and we've had Dr. Uh, uh, Dr. Alveda King. Uh, Dr. Martin Luther King's niece here, and on a show, and we've discussed with her. And, and one thing that she's, we've talked about, she said, "Well, it's really beyond where we are now." But uh, the fact that if you really apply that uh, we are one race, the human race, and that's what uh, Dr. Avita King tries to get across, we are one race, the human race. Then the point that when you say racism. Do we really have racism? If you buy into the, <laughs> the word racism, you're already saying we are divided in races, but God says we're one race. So, uh, yeah, have you I ever understand about that? that. And the Bible says that we are all of one blood. 
But sometimes the word race is applied to the color of people's skin and their origin and so forth. So I totally agree with her that at the foot of the cross, indeed, there is only one race. It is a fallen human race. All of us are sinners. We receive God's forgiveness and so forth. But I'm sure that she would acknowledge that certainly Martin Luther King was fighting a form of racism where uh, whites were taking advantage of blacks and so forth. So I'm using the word kind of in the popular sense of race, even though strictly speaking, she's absolutely right, there is only one race, we are all of one blood. But my point is that the Church actually has an answer that the world does not have. Uh, You know, here in... um, Chicago, Saul Alinsky, who is a committed Marxist, saw that he could use race to bring about a Marxist revolution. So someone who worked with him said that Alinsky's philosophy was this, don't solve problems, use them. This man that I spoke to said that he had many good ideas as to how to help the black communities, but Saul Alinsky blocked their plans Because he said, we don't want to help them. We want to keep the races in perpetual conflict. The whole idea is to create guilt, to create conflict that will be unresolved. And that, of course, is exactly what is happening in our society today. And while I'm on the topic, social Mm -hmm. justice. The Bible has a lot to say about justice. Uh, justice, equality before the law, helping the poor, etc. But social justice, as it is taught in our universities, involves sexual radicalism, the acceptance of the whole agenda of LGBTQ agenda. It involves a forced income inequality, socialism. And so uh, kids come back again from university and they enter the workforce and they become social justice warriors, and uh, they find the word justice in the Bible, so they justify what they believe. But what they believe is purely Marxism. It is not biblical justice. Well, how do you uh, compensate for that? How do you, when you face uh, someone who feels like they're educated and, and, if, and, and they feel like they are superior because they've had this education and justify themselves that they are for social justice, and that uh, if you don't see what they see, you're too shallow and you need to be re-educated. And what, what's your response to that? Well, I think, first of all, what we need to do is to listen to where they're coming from, even as they have to listen to us. We have to sit down. We have to discuss the differences. We have to help them to understand our point, and they can speak and understand their point. But um, at the same time... I can tell you we aren't going to be able to be reconciled often because you have to understand that in some of these discussions, facts simply do not matter. And facts do not matter. Wow. Okay, Dr. Luther, I want you to elaborate on that. But first, let me just remind our audience, you're listening to Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. I'm your host, Dr. Ed Holliday, and we're talking with Dr. Urban Lutzer. He's uh, the author of a new book, We Will Not Be Silenced, 
So uh, we're happy to have him on the show today. And I also remind you, we have a book, uh, Dr. Ed Holliday and Dr. Alveda King and Dr. Alex McFarland. Together, we've written a book called Bedrock Truth. You can get that book by going to www.docholiday.org. And we appreciate you ordering that book if you've not done so. Uh, or get one for your friend or neighbor. Uh, you got somebody with a birthday coming up or uh, something uh, special coming up. We'd love to get that book out to you. Just go to www.docholiday.org. Holiday spelled with two L's. Now, uh, Dr. Lutzer, uh, you just said that sometimes facts don't matter. Uh, will you elaborate on that for us now, please? I have it in my book, and I already mentioned it, I think, a chapter on propaganda. And the purpose uh-huh. of propaganda is to so shape people's view of reality that when faced with a mountain of counter-evidence, they still will not change their minds. It was Churchill who said the desire to believe something is more powerful than rational arguments. So in my book entitled, We Will Not Be Silenced, I emphasize the fact that we need to be able to speak, but we also cannot compromise what we believe. That doesn't mean that, put it this way, even if we don't have enough nerve to say what we believe, we should not go along with the lies of our culture simply to keep our job and so forth. Let me give you a practical example. Okay. Here in Chicago, a school teacher in one of our public schools was told, it is not enough for you to simply tolerate same-sex marriage. Unless you celebrate it, you could lose your job. So here's a man who has a family, and the family needs to be fed and rent needs to be paid. What does he do? Does he celebrate what God has condemned and violate his conscience? Or does he say, my conscience and my principles are more important than my job, and I will trust God? Those are the kinds of decisions, Doc, that people need to make today. And uh, in my book, We Will Not Be Silenced, I try to speak to those kinds of issues and help people to understand the great price that we have to be willing to pay to be faithful to the gospel. Well, what do you see about the Twitter accounts, Google, uh, uh, Amazon, all these big giants who are sort of pulling the rug out from under conservatives, and then uh, you know the next will be the churches. Or if you don't, if you don't go along with same-sex marriage, if you don't celebrate it, then will you have be able to be on Facebook? Will you be able to be on social media if their private companies just Pull, pull the rug out and so uh, how do you how do you fight against that how do you stand against it when you know you have a puny little voice of uh, 300 million against you <laughs> well you know you might not be able to fight all those battles and win but let me tell you this in my book i explain what is known as collective demonization uh-huh. and what you have mentioned is a perfect example of that And collective demonization is when one person is vilified by the elites and everybody else has to fall in line to prove that they are woke, that they are a part of the woke culture. 
So this ha- this was perfected in Russia, where if the government identified somebody who was to be vilified, everyone had to step in line and vilify that person to show that they were in good standing with the government. Mm. In the very same way, if a person is being vilified, whether it's our president or anyone else, you'll notice how everyone is falling in line. All of the Twitter accounts and all of the media, they all fall in line. Hotels now are saying that they will not give reservations to certain people who voted wrong politically. There is a call for uh, no-fly lists. I don't know if it'll go that far or not. I'm simply saying that once you accept collective demonization, especially in a world of social media, there's no end to where it will go. How do you fight against it? You do the best you can. We are not called to win. We are called to be faithful. And so what I try to do is to help people say, what does faithfulness look like in a culture that has lost its way? You know, if you ask the martyrs who died for the faith throughout history, and many of them are dying for the faith every single day, especially in the Middle East, they are not winning any battles, but they are being faithful to the end, and they'll be accordingly rewarded. So uh, we do the best we can, but we're not naive, thinking that we can fight against cultural streams, which are so powerful oftentimes media-driven. We do the best we can, and we are faithful in our sphere, no matter how big or little that sphere is. Good answer. That's, I was wondering how you would answer that. Uh, one of the things that we've talked about here on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics brought out this point with uh, others over the time, and I would like your point, and I believe you did. Uh, I saw a chapter in your book. I've not been able to read it, but talking about how... It doesn't seem logical, but the forces of Marxism and the forces of the social justice Christians and the forces of social socialists and the forces of Islam, they all get together. Now, how do they align? How are they allies? How do they align together? It just doesn't make sense to me. Have you thought about that? Well, yeah, Doc, you know, in my book, We Will Not Be Silenced. And by the way, to all your listeners, they can get it on Amazon or other bookstore outlets. We Will Not Be Silenced, and the subtitle is Responding Courageously to Our Culture's Assault on Christianity. And my last name is Lutzer, L-U-T-Z-E-R. They can go to Amazon and get it. All right, in response to your question, I have an entire chapter entitled How the Left is Teaming Up with Islam to Destroy America. Now, the left, the radical left, have a very different agenda for America than the radical Muslims. But they have this in common. They have a common enemy, and that is Christianity and capitalism. So the left is willing to let... um, let Islam grow and let Islam continue to try to assault Christianity, and certainly not all Muslims. I'm not accusing all of them. I'm just talking about the radicals, but the radicals oftentimes have the power. And so 
that's what you have happening. Let's talk about the ACLU. The ACLU has for years argued how terrible it is that any form of Christianity should be in our public schools. Yet your tax dollars today are being used to build prayer rooms for Muslims in our schools. And not only that, Islam is being taught in some schools. And if parents object, the parents are told that they are intolerant, they are vilified, and so forth, and uh, called names and what have you. This, again, goes back to collective demonization that I discuss in my book, We Will Not Be Silenced. So that's why, you know, there's a military term that says, the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Mm -hmm. So Islam and the radical left see themselves as allies in the destruction of what it means to be American, uh, our American way of life, and that's their agenda, and that's why they put up with one another for now. Just it bewildered me to see how they would uh, team up, but it makes sense if they both think if they can tear down uh, the America that we know and, and try to rebuild it, then they'll have that fight between them once they tear down America. Is that the way you see it? I mean, that's their yeah, goal? Yeah, eventually they have two very different visions for America. Islam has a great religious supremacy agenda where everyone will be Muslim and those who won't will pay the consequences. The radical left, they want an America that is totally secularized, that has squeezed religious freedom out to the margins. You know, Doc, I was in uh, China in 1985, and we had a tour guide who was basically also a, uh, a spy agency. <laughs> right. And we asked her about freedom of religion, and she said something like this. Of course we have freedom of religion in China. People can be as religious as they want to be within their own minds. <laughs> so, in the minds of the radical left, they will say, of course we have freedom of religion. You can still go to church. You can go to the mosque. You can go to the synagogue. We don't care if you're religious, just as long as it doesn't spill over into your life and your experience. You know, not even Hitler discouraged people from going to church. He didn't care if they went to church, just as long as it didn't make any difference. And so that's the radical left's idea. Islam's is different, but for now, to get there is a common enemy, Christianity and capitalism. Well, now, I do want to divide or look into that. What we need to do is on our knees, we need to pray, but we also need to ask, and we also need to seek understanding. And you know, humility aside, Doc, but my book, We Will Not Be Silenced, Courageously Standing Against Our Culture's Assault on Christianity, deals with all of these things, and uh, it discusses biblical justice versus the kind of justice that is being taught today, it helps us to understand that social justice at its best is not the gospel. And these are the kinds of issues that are clarified. And I wrote this book to try to help people to combat what we are seeing in our society today. We will not be silenced, responding courageously to our culture's assault on Christianity. And once again, 
My name is Erwin Lutzer, L-U-T-Z-E-R. People can go on Amazon and they can get a copy of the book. And I want to tell our listeners to please get a copy of this book because I've seen the preview. I love the book. I love the books you've written before, Dr. Luther. And I, and I know my mother-in-law, before she passed away, I, I, she, she loved every book that uh, you, you came out with. And you're so inspirational. And this is important, very important for our country to read. And I, I'll put a link to your book also on, a, on our uh, homepage for everybody to so they can go directly there i'll just link your book right there to amazon so people can hit, hit the link and we appreciate you being on doc holiday's rocks all right Politics. thank you doc god bless you now god bless you thank I, you what a fascinating interview that was of uh, dr urban lutzer author of we will not be silenced uh we will put a, a link to on our website of that so uh check that out and order that book what a great book it is and let me just remind you, we are right here in the middle of February, and March is just around the corner. So, uh, <laughs> you know, March is always a windy, sometimes stormy month, and we'll see what happens in this uh, administration that uh, seems to be doing uh, just uh, everything opposite of what President Donald Trump once did. So what does that mean for our economy? Well, the stock market up to now has been very frothy and 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 business seem to think once we get the vaccines in place that maybe things will get back to normal and we'll have this super super great economy and trump has set us up for it but don't ever forget the in the terms of uh i think barack obama uh said something like don't under don't ever underestimate the ability of joe biden to really uh, mess things up. I think he used a different word for mess, but I'm not going to use that kind of word or that kind of language from that Barack Obama used. But uh, that's our show. See you next week right here on Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. Thanks for joining us today, and remember to listen again next week for another edition of Doc Holliday's Rock Splitting Politics. You can order Ed's new book, Bedrock Truths, by clicking on the book cover right in front of you on the screen, or visit DocHolliday.org. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you again next week.